You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Start playing with some jam in here. Let's go. This is the Orange and Back Check Podcast with Bill Kornfeld and Scott Weinhardt. Oh, man. Welcome in. It is Orange and Back Check episode 30. We somehow made it to 30. I can't believe we got episode 30 out. I am Bill Kornfeld. Uh, I, th- we apologize for the delay. I mean, it was a nightmare scenario for myself. I had my MacBook Pro completely fail on me. My time machine backup hard drive completely fail on me. My wife's computer has 15,000 emails on it or photos on it. So it completely is at a crawling pace. I couldn't record. So if the audio sounds a little bit different, it's because I'm on her work computer and making it work. It's been a nightmare. So we apologize. I apologize. It's all my fault. Uh, Let's get into. Oh, right. Scott, you're here. How's it going? Hey. Are you done? You done? You done complaining? Uh, you done yelling? You done I, everything like that? L- listen, I got my hair cut today, and I think that's a oh. reason that uh, y- we never do FaceTime anymore because you don't want me to see your your hair of what the state of it is, and I don't blame you because I would not want anyone to see what mine was before I got the buzz today. Oh. But man, it's been. I think quarantine's finally getting to me, and then just the the the. The culmination of my MacBook completely dying on me, and I don't know when I'm going to get it fixed, is just like a real icing on the cake for how this whole quarantine and isolation and COVID-19 <laughs> and really 2020 overall has gone for myself. Well, you know what, Billy? The good news is is that we're starting to get back to normal here. Things are starting yeah. to open up. They're starting to open up in PA. They're starting to open up in Jersey, which is all great news. You know, the thing is, too, is that I think the most important thing, though, is that you finally got that alien that was crawling around on your head <laughs> cut off. Because when you had FaceTime the other night to tell me, hey, my MacBook isn't working, um, I could have swore I'd never seen anything like that. It looked like it, cauliflower growing on your head. So yeah, just saying. It, I, I there were people that I see in work because obviously uh, I still go in the office as we've talked about, but there and it's very few people that go in. Uh, people started to say to me, "Dude, I didn't even know that was you when I was walking behind you or <laughs> seeing you in the studio. I had no idea that was you, Bill." And I'm like, "Yeah, I, this is the my wife who usually likes my hair a little bit longer than what it is now with the, the straight buzz, um, but even she was just like, dude." It's too long. You got to do something about it. And I'm like, well, I can't do anything about it. Unfortunately, this the shop that I don't know if legally was allowed to open, so I'm not going to give them a direct shout out. But good on them for deciding to break the potential law and, and open up and op- open up to customers. But yeah, 
It's a good time. Hey, listen, I got the same thing going on. I went for a run today. It's not. It's over ninety degrees out here. It's so hot. I decided, you know yeah. what? Screw it. I'm going for a run anyway. So I'm going. I went for a run, and I got back, and I literally was soaking. I looked like I jumped out of a pool. My wife was like, "Just, just Joe, jump in the shower." She was like, "It's, it's worth it." Okay, so I go yeah. jump in the shower. I get out of the shower. I'm dried off, and my wife. She came in and uh, as I was I was getting dressed and she goes, oh, my God, your hair. And my wife's a bigger <laughs> fan. My hair is a little longer as well. And my, I literally had it all spiked up all over the place because I just got out of the shower. She goes, no, she goes, that that doesn't work for you. You got to figure something out with this. <laughs> like, the, like when you say spike, do you mean like the like early Jersey, 2000s? A Jersey Shore spike, yep. like, yep. you know, that that whole heavy gel, Vinny, whatever those characters were. I don't yep. know. I don't watch that trash. It, yep. that whatever it was back then yeah spiked all over the place like that's that. great yeah it was, I love it's, it. it's awful it's awful so um i'm trying to figure out solutions to get that done because uh, i gotta be i'm returning to the office on monday so i'm actually nice. looking forward to that so. yeah i think everyone is uh, who's been in that position i think uh, most of our audiences is, is positions like yours they've been out of work not out of well they might be out of work but they've also might be working from home and mm-hmm. they're probably slowly but surely making their way back to the office and i think it's one of those scenarios situations where you're just like I'm looking forward to finally just getting out of this effing house. Yeah. Like, like that's really what this has come down to. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to, I'm going to miss the fact that I don't get to see my boys pretty much mm-hmm. from the morning, but they get up to the, to the end of the day and have all that stuff and have to get back into a routine. I'm going to, I'm going to miss, they're going to have a little bit of a hard time with that. I know that they've gotten used to the fact they've been working from home for a while, but you know, the point is, is that we have to get back back to normal at some point. I'm glad it's happening now. And I'll be honest with you, you know, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a big proponent for working from home, but I think it needs to be done in limited manners because I'll tell you what, it's it's much easier when you're in an office to stay more organized. At home, it's a little more we don't have as much space as you do like it as an office, like at a, a desk, cube, office, whatever. You don't have as much space to have all your work items all over the place. So you have to do a little bit more. So uh, for me anyway, I'm looking forward to it and getting back to the office. And most importantly, it's having that communication with your coworkers about getting work stuff done in person because you know a lot of the stuff has been through like most companies and people have to go through emails you don't have those face-to-face meets you don't have those those conversations stuff like that so you know i i I always appreciate that so that'll be fun to get back to well the oh excuse me the other Mm -hmm. uh side that's getting back to the office is the nhl they opened up practices to uh, partial practice, not full training camp that we're going to see probably in the middle of July, uh, late July. Uh, the NHL is coming back, and the Flyers were one of those teams that has returned because New Jersey allowed uh, a couple weeks ago, actually, pro teams to return to practice if they are s- stationed in that in the Garden State. Um, it's exciting, and what is really exciting is they, they clearly listen to the podcast. The NHL listens to this podcast because – just a little over a week ago when we were talking about, or you specifically were talking about how the NHL really needs to reevaluate how they're doing this play in and the playoff rounds in terms of reseeding and making everything a best of seven, except the play in, which is the teams that are uh, trying to buy in and face one of the four remaining seeds after that. So we're at the point where they officially announced they're going to be reseeding after each round. And, Every uh, game, every series after round after the play-in from round one on until the Stanley Cup final is a best of seven. So 
I call that an absolute win for us, and they're clearly listening to this podcast. Agreed, and and most importantly, they're listening to, to me and my yes. ideas, and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take 150% of the credit for this because you know what? I've said it all along. It was me. I made, came up with the idea. No, I'm not really not going to do that. The point is I, it's actually – it is great that they're listening to us because, you know, I'm sure nobody else had that idea. But to, oh, be, yeah. honest, <laughs> to be honest with you, it's actually a smart play that they're doing. You know, I, I, I would prefer the first – the play-in round to go seven. I would prefer because I think you get a little bit more of a, a push out of it because I think that yeah. a series like um, Toronto and Columbus, that's going to go the distance because you have – Columbus, who's going to be hungry, and they're going to have Seth Jones back and healthy, and that's going to be a major game changer for them. And Toronto's trying to prove something because they're so overpriced on forward, and they don't have a good enough defense, and they have a decent goaltender in Frederick Anderson. I think that's going to go the distance. But, you know, I, I get it too because the flip side of it is that CBS Sports put out a report, uh, Pete Blackburn did, that, you know, the NHL got wrong the fact that they are – having the top four seeds play for the, for the top four seats. And I, 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 I get the point like Boston was, is going to run away with the president's trophy. They, they won it already. There's no question that Tampa was not going to catch them. The point is though, is that okay, I understand it from that aspect, but the point is, is that you have to give teams something to play for. Yeah. If you have these top four seeds playing each other, somewhat exhibition wise, they don't have anything to play for. So they really start having really something to play for when another team has just gutted out their, you know, their their season in against another team in the play round, and you have a little more edge there. If they don't do something with it, you run the risk of having a lot of upsets in that first round, which it's great for the NHL standards, but generally the teams that are the smaller markets are going to be, you know, uh, on on the on the uh, lower seating of that. So. You don't get that revenue. So having something to play for, and if the Flyers have an opportunity to get the top overall seed against teams like Boston, Tampa, and Washington, hey, man, it gives you something to play for and it gets you going before you really hit that first round. Yeah, and to the point of not wanting – or the benefit of the NHL in terms of upsets, I think that is the people like you and I. We appreciate the upset, but I think the – a uh, basic fan or the fan that could be coming into the NHL during this specific time because of there's no Major League Baseball coming right at, for the foreseeable future. The MLS is coming back July 8th. They just announced uh, earlier today, actually, on Wednesday. And then the NBA – or excuse me, uh, and football obviously is a ways away. So, like, I think there's a, a, a an argument to me that upsets for this specific moment might not be the best thing because what do – the, does the average fan or the fringe enter, just entering into the fanhood of the NHL know? They know Cindy Crosby. They know Alex Ovechkin. They might know Chara. And they may know Claude Giroux. Like, Claude Giroux should be a household name. But, uh, like, I, I think he's on the outskirts of being a, a household name, if that makes – like, he's he should be, but it makes sense. It, I don't I – don't, I'm not going to piss and moan that he's not. 
because every, but so my point is like if if the big team if the big market team teams win I think it's beneficial for this specific purpose because the 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 fans that it's entering or the average fan that's coming into this new format of the 2014 schedule or the 2014 playoff it's actually beneficial It'll stick them around longer they'll watch more games they'll stop they'll tune in longer uh, compared to just watching a play-in where the Pittsburgh Penguins lose to the Montreal Canadiens, and then they're, they're like, okay, I don't care about it because now Evgeny Malkin is out, Malkin is out and so is Sidney Crosby. There's nothing to watch. I think an argument could be made in that sense. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I think that's one of the things that you, the NHL should be keeping an eye out for because they're, they're, it's such a moment because the MLB is, is, is hindering itself. It's completely destroying itself in terms of coming back to play. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if the if there's no Major League Baseball this season. The way these th- these owners and players are arguing, and there's been no real problems with the NHL and the NHL players and the NHL owners. So they need to look at it, and I'm not saying, like, make it fixed that the big teams win. That's not – like, if they're going to win, they should win fair and square, obviously. I'm not advocating cheating or, like, hindering as the stereotypical Flyers fan will say, they're cheating us out. They can't believe the refs hate us. Like, no, they don't. They're just – like, they're calling a tight game in the Flyer, whatever. That, n- different different rank. Like, I think there's a point to be – like, I just feel that it would be hugely beneficial if the Bruins, Lightning, uh, Penguins, and the Capitals and the Flyers are in that – Final four, final eight, one a grouping of those uh, come come the semifinals and the and the finals of the Eastern Conference. Now, who doesn't like the little team that could the Cinderella story? But that's the that's the point is that you know if I I would think if a casual fan knows of Crosby and Ovechkin and you know some of the other players who are marketed big time like Carey Price in Montreal, yeah. you know Austin Matthews, John Tavares, um, see who else Henrik Lundqvist of the Rangers, you know. Some of those markets, it, if you see some of those teams drop by another team, that might get you a little more like, whoa, like this team knocked off them. Like they might, you know, that might be interesting to watch. And then next thing you know, you have a Cinderella team. I understand if you have an issue where, okay, you wind up seeing Columbus, the Panthers, and the Hurricanes all going into the first round. Then you got a little bit of a problem there because your bigger markets aren't tied into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, but here's the thing, like, and that's a worse thing for their revenue problem. Yeah, yeah well, I, absolutely. But the thing is, is that if you're a casual fan trying to get some of those baseball viewers, you're trying to grab everybody in those specific markets. I mean, Columbus, it's probably, I know it's, it's, I would say, okay, more like Cleveland. All right. So it's probably Cleveland. So you get Indians fans in that Pittsburgh of pirates, of course, Montreal, I don't think they have a baseball team in, uh, except for Toronto. So they don't matter. Um, so the Islanders, the Mets aren't playing, the Mets aren't good, but the point is, is that then you have Florida, Miami, the Marlins, they're not good either. So you probably want to see some of those smaller markets do something as well. The point is I'm trying to make is that if anything, if you're a casual fan and you can appreciate a team like, whoa, knocking off a big guy like like, uh, Sidney Crosby or Alex Ovechkin, like that's going to draw your interest towards that team. And maybe you start following a little more and it maybe gives you a little more insight about some other stars besides these guys. And that way, the NHL can actually improve its marketing by showing not just Crosby and Ovechkin. They can market other players who are good on these other teams. Guys like, you know, Steven Stamkos. He's not really marketed enough, but he's one of the best players in the league. Their goaltender, Andre Vasilevsky, for the Lightning. 
and fantastic. Tuka Rask. I mean, let's talk about Tuka Rask. Let's talk about uh, Patrice Bergeron. My God, Patrice Bergeron's a borderline Hall of Famer, if not a Hall of Famer already. And, I mean, he's, he's, he's not marketed enough, only locally. And has to go back to doing hockey, a little bit of a niche sport. But this is an opportunity for them to break that niche and make this more national with some of these players. But, you know, at the same time, they, they've, that's where I've always criticized the NHL about their marketing. They have an opportunity here to be like, hey, you know, we're pretty much going to have hockey for a full year here. Check out some of the players we got besides some of the big names. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's, I think it could, that could be a bigger draw for getting the casual fan. Right. And, and that's where and it's a baseball mentality, too, because right. outside of a couple guys in baseball, who else do you really know? Right, and that's to my point of the bigger the the you should I'm not saying you should, but it wouldn't be a bad thing if the NHL has the big team name teams win for this tournament alone. They draw these players in these new these new fans in, and then come December or January when the 2020, 2021 season starts, then you start branching out and showing these other players that you were alluding to, the Stamkoses, the Tuka Rasks of the world that you can really market it and up up kit or really give an uptick to because yes i want to see these other names played but you also got to play with the hand you're dealt the nhl has dealt made its bed in who they market it's the crosbys and it's the ovechkins so if you're going to do that you got to lean into it a little bit for this moment for this next two or three months of the playoffs and the and the 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 play-in and then you branch yourself out to the other players come the next season the 2020 2021 season so at the end of the day i agree with you i do see what you're saying but i think they need to go a different tactic they need to work from the outside in not the inside out all right fair enough i get your point but also let's take our focus off just the Eastern Conference as well. I mean, we have the most, the the league's best player who's going to be basically in prime time in front of everybody. Yeah. I, I would focus this whole thing around like Connor McDavid. I, I mean, actually, yeah. And that goes to not to interrupt, but what would be a huge benefit is if they do a thing similar to what the NBA is going to do when they return to play, I think they said July 1st. So they're going to kind of start this thing, or maybe they're starting training camp either way. They're doing a thing similar to the NCAA March Madness. They're going to have games at 2. A couple hours later, the game ends. You do another game at 4, and then you have another game at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock. If I'm the NHL, I immediately take that exact same blueprint and do do it again because then you could theoretically have these players or these teams that are on the maybe the Midwest and the East Coast, depending on what the cities they choose because we don't know their hub cities, and then you have – the Edmontons and you and 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 the 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 Edmontons and and the Winnipegs of the world playing in the early, late afternoon, early evening, so you get the Eastern Conference or the East Coast cities to really observe and be able to watch these players that the Connor McDavid's of the world, like you were talking about. It's well, a huge benefit. I, I think, but, but I don't know for hockey though. I don't know. I mean, basketball is mm-hmm. a different story. Basketball is a real different story. People will probably take off work if they're working or, or, or sit around and watch those things during the day. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't see that happening with hockey. I just, I look, I mean, we are, we, we do this podcast because we really enjoy the game and we know the benefit. Of it. I don't think you're going to get the, you're not going to get the viewership you need at a 1 PM matinee on a Thursday between Chicago and Edmonton. Sorry, you're not going to get it. You're going to get local views only. 
the idea for this 2014 playoff is that you get that national viewership and it's a totally different spin. The NBA is going to get it regardless. They just basketball's that popular. Well, yeah, but but the, but the playoffs are always on national television. I, I I'm a, like I don't I don't know because normally typically what happens in the first round if you if if are if you're a listener who's not aware, it, typically in the first round is the last uh, series for the local uh, broadcast. The the Tim or not the, the Tim Saunders and and the Jim Jacksons get their final game or their final series of the season is usually that first round of the playoffs, and then it goes national from the second round on in a typical format of the playoffs. I don't know what that that's going to be this year. Like, are I don't think I've seen what they're going to do. Is it all national? Is Jim Jackson and and Coetzee and all them are they SOL and they're going to be on the sidelines and it's just going to go to the Pierre Maguire's of the world, the the Eddie Old, uh, old uh, why am I old checks and and that kind of stuff, or is it going to be a little bit local? So I think that to your point about it's local regional, well yes, but there's also you're going to get the trickle in national audience because it's going to be on NBC Sports Network and it's going to be on NBC National Regional uh, Networks. So I think to your your on the face of it, right, but there's an opportunity to get the local or the national audience because it's already going to be on national television. Right, and the thing is that they're only going to have two hub cities as well. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to have to have at least four games a day. So, I mean, think Which about it. Which is incredible. For, like, I, I cannot wait for that. Yeah, you, you're going to have awesome. you're going to have to. I mean, think about it. You have one, two, three, four. So, you're going to have to have basically a split between the conferences. I'm telling you, probably seven to 10 starts. And then, like, yeah, that's probably what it's going to be. You're going to have your Eastern Conference teams and your Western Conference teams at seven and 10. So, I mean, unless one goes to overtime, I mean, you're going to have to have, I mean, even so, you're going to have seven and 10 in each city. The so only think thing about that's going to ha- they're going to have to play every single day. Like, there's going to have to be, yeah. I mean, sometimes they have these two day gaps and stuff like that. They're going to have to play games every single day one day off in between one at every single day has got to have to be four games or they're having two hub cities i mean but you're not going to be able to have that many games throughout the day and get the viewership because if the nba is doing that other method they're then NHL's already beat to the punch then if they're doing it and well I, I, I think of it this way you're not trying to compete with the nba audience because you're not going to win like let's be real with ourselves the nba owns the nhl in terms of viewership right now and it's not going to change anytime soon what you are competing with is the baseball fan that has nothing to do. You need to find the baseball guy that is sitting on his couch going, I can't believe these owners and players are bickering about 50-50 revenue split, 48 games, sliding scale salary. You're looking for that guy to say, you know what, I'm going to turn on NBC and watch Connor McDavid play uh, I, can't, I I don't have the bracket in front of me. Whoever they're going to play, Chicago. Well, Chicago, and just see what happens. Like that's who you're b- battling for. The NBA has its audience. They might get a few here and there, but the NHL is strictly going for the M- the Major League Baseball fan that is pissed off because there's no baseball on right now, and there doesn't seem to be anytime soon. I think, yeah. like you can, we like I'm glad we're comparing the NBA because uh, I'm glad in a sense that we're comp- we should be comparing it to the NBA because they should be doing this format of a noon game, a four o'clock game, an eight o'clock game, an eleven o'clock game, or whatever. Not eleven, but, but like you get what I'm saying. Yeah, like th- these games, these stack schedules need to happen. I want to be able to come home. From or work, be able to for a typical fan who's still able to work from home and not have to go into the office. I want him or her to be able to turn on the TV in their living room, like I am right now, 
and turn on hockey at noon and while they're working and they just they're they're watching hockey for 12 hours or 10 hours that day because they're hooked. That's what they need to do. Yeah, but they're not going to again, not to not to talk in circles, but they're not going to get that kind of viewership there. I mean, going back and look at my math where you were talking there too, like they're going to there's going to be two hub cities. You have mm-hmm. to think time in between to clean and um, yeah. and do and do that and resurface ice and and everything like that and clean the locker rooms or put them in different locker rooms or figure out ways to to do all that. You're probably gonna have to see games. Probably, I would say more or less like three, seven, and then like ten thirty because yeah. like yeah, or because like the three you're gonna have to have an afternoon game for that for the bio for the top four seeding teams. And I guarantee well, also, that's you, actually, that was the other thing. Like, there's for the playing round and the seeding round where the fly the Flyers are gonna be playing at the same time as the Penguins mm-hmm. are playing for to get into the playoffs compared to the Flyers that are just playing for seeding in the playoffs. Yeah. I think in the first round and the seeding or the playing round, there's gonna be overlap. You're gonna see t- t- two games going on simultaneously. But then once the how? first round happens, how I fit- how, how is that gonna well, be possible? You're gonna yeah. have two hub cities. Yeah. That's You're gonna true. have two hub cities. It's not gonna be possible. They're all gonna choose two, and then one of those someone's gonna is gonna host the final. I mean, really think about it this way: like the only time you're gonna really see that is stack is in the first round. Well, it's two oh, cities definitely round. I'm sorry. Is two, is two hub cities there are, definite? Per the NHL, per the payout, they're they're looking at two. They're looking only at two. two. Yeah, only two. Okay. Okay, so, I mean, then, I mean, never, I mean, then I'm wrong. Like, okay, fine. Then you can't have those teams. Yeah, like that. Okay, then your point is definitely valid. Mm-hmm. I mean, the issue is is that it, it goes deeper than just, okay, like normally we would see in the playoffs, like they would have you would have two or three games start at 7 o'clock, and then it have a 1 or 2 o'clock, 1 or 2 at 10 p.m., and it'd be all over NBC. The issue is now is that, you can't have an all-day hockey marathon because, A, nobody's going to watch those first games in the afternoon. I can tell you that right now. There's going to be people working. It's not your prime audience. If that's going to do it, that's when you have the play-in round or the round for the um, the Flyers and, and the Lightning and mm-hmm. the, all those teams playing for that because I hate to say it's a throwaway game, but really it's a throwaway game. It really is. I mean, it's, it's to get viewership there to get a game going, but really you're going to want eyes, eyeballs on those screens at 7 o'clock 10, maybe I'll head 10, 30, 11 for a Western Conference match up. I don't know. You're going to have to look at regional parts of it, where it depends on where they're at. The point is, is that you're going to have to hit fit four games in one day. So that way, whether they want to do an Eastern Conference split or then a Western Conference split or two and two, you're only going to see hockey in the afternoons during that play. But thing. so once we get to the first round of the playoffs, they're back to seven and 10 30 or whatever, but they need time right. to do the locker rooms and clean them and stuff like that. Like, how do they do all that? I think that's what the bigger logistics thing comes out to be. And people don't realize because the players aren't going to be like, okay, we're done our game. We're just going to shower and go. No, they need to clean and get the gear out of there. They need to disinfect the room. That's going to take a couple hours. It's not going to be anything. It's going to be a nightmare because it's again, yeah. to the comparison of the NBA, NBA is doing something similar. They're doing the, everything at, in Orlando, Florida, at the ESPN World Headquarters, whatever the title, the whatever the thing is, the players are going to be dressing at the hotel and then getting on a bus and then going into the arena to f- play their game. So their routine, which just similar to just like the NHL, especially the goalie, you know this um, especially as a goalie yeah. yourself. Yeah. Like the routine that these guys do, the tennis balls on the wall to get themselves warmed up, their reflexes going, like. 
I don't like they're going to have to completely change the routine. They're creatures of habit. I heard someone say, I think it was, I think it was John Johnson. No, uh, it's, it's, it's so true because think of it this way in the back of the arenas too. You know how a lot of guys get ready. They play soccer in the back of the, yeah. uh, the back of the arenas. That's, that's not going to happen. No. So it's like, so it, to that point, not only are, is it going to be a nightmare in terms of like just getting these players ready to go, cleaning, disinfecting, making sure it's safe for them, but then there's going to also be some ugly hockey in these first couple of games. Like I think very, you're going to see it in the play, in the play around, which, which is why I said two weeks ago, I do think that there could be a lot of upsets. I mean, we, we could, I know we're going to talk about this a lot leading up into the weeks of it, but we can even talk about it now. I mean, Toronto and the biggest matchup in this whole playing round to me is Toronto and Columbus. Mm-hmm. I mean, totally. seriously, that's going to be a huge matchup, and that's going to be prime time. But the thing is, is that what do you trust more? Do you trust Seth Jones coming back and being healthy and being the anchor on the Columbus D at Columbus's D? I wouldn't want to be the one seed playing either one of those teams in the first round because Toronto, all they got to do is win a couple games, and even though they're questionable defensively, it doesn't take much to get that offense going. So if you have Marner, Matthews, Tavares, Nylander, you know, uh, Zach Hyman, if they're, if they're all going, I mean – Listen, last year, I think it was when they played Boston the first round, they lost game seven by like a score. It was a year before by like seven to four. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, the only way the team is really going to be able to handle them is Boston. And Boston had to play Toronto in the first round again for the third year in a row. I, 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 I would go the seven games again. Look, Pittsburgh and 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 uh, and Montreal. Look, Montreal has had its problems. They're a kind of a younger team in a sense. They 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 don't have as much physicality as they would like, but yet again, they got Carey Price in goal. And still technically, I, I know his stats haven't been the same the past couple of years. Carey Price is in goal. He can steal a couple of games if he needs to. And, and he's not going to get many more opportunities that are crack at a, at, a, at a cup. And they got Shea yeah. Weber on their blue line. Jonathan Drouin on their wing who can score when he's really going, if he's healthy because he was hurt most of the year. Going against Crosby, though, I, I, it's tough because look, before this all happened, they they had the Penguins had a lot of struggles in goal. So going yep. against a team like Montreal, who can actually, with their scoring, gets going, that could cause problems for Pittsburgh. A, a, a weird matchup. I don't think is going to get a whole lot of viewership. Is probably well, the well, Islanders and the Panthers. Before you go to the next matchup, what and we again we were going to talk about this on Sunday night before everything went to hell on my side. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about the Montreal matchup? Oh yeah, that's right. Is there's no one in Montreal with the way if no one's from no one's paying it, uh, aware. In Canada, they have ex- very extensive restrictions because of COVID-19, the coronavirus. You, anyone that enters that country, anyone, 14-day quarantine right off the bat. Doesn't matter where you're coming from. That's what you're doing. So in Montreal particularly, like there's only two players. I forget who they are, but there's only two players currently in Montreal. So they only have two players practicing together right now and the other players have already said we're staying in our home countries or cities wherever they are to practice the other issue is they have no ice the team apparently laid off the 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 organization apparently laid off or furloughed their entire ice uh management staff so it's completely non-existent right now i that might have changed recently but like Montreal is an interesting case because if these teams are co- slowly coming back, like the Flyers that are able to and the Oilers that are able to do 
small team workouts before training camp officially starts, hopefully next month. It's going to be interesting how teams like that are in the situation like Montreal uh, handle this because if they're at a already disadvantage and then you add on the disadvantage of not being able to practice when everyone else is, Pittsburgh is going to wipe the floor with them. And then you're not going to see the upset that we're expecting. And then it's beneficial for for Pittsburgh. So it's an interesting case to be in Montreal's situation on how they're going to handle this because oh. it's not easy. It's a very simple solution. You find a, there's plenty of rinks in, in Montreal. You find one and you rent one for a couple hours that has ice. Yeah, that's easy to say, but how do we know that they like if if Montreal, the Canadians, the king, the the most Stanley Cups won in NHL history, the second behind in sports history, just behind Bo- uh, the Boston Celtics, like who's to say that these small town rinks are also managed? Like we can't assume. I don't think we can assume that these rinks are also in of available in any case and again it goes to the point where are they there's again there's only two montreal players in the city right now eh, that sucks know. for them you know what i think when when all the all the dies are dotted and t's are crossed they're all gonna have about the same time at training camp together i think that again look at it this way it is way too early to predict this kind of stuff you could only go back based upon what they were doing a few months ago yeah. but at the same token as well you know these teams are going to be playing completely different. I mean, for instance, like my, like the Islanders were falling on a, on a slope after they picked up JG Pajot and the Panthers were actually playing pretty decent hockey. The Rangers were on a tear mm-hmm. and then they had to play a team like Carolina who was really struggling this past season for some reason. Yeah. That's the thing is that, you know, there, there's going to be some drama too, especially with the Rangers. And that'll be kind of be fun to watch. I hate to say it because they're going to have to figure out who's going to start in goal. Is it going to be Hanker? Is it going to be Shesterkin? So that, that'll be, that'll be real fun for them. I mean, on the face of it, it's got to be Shesterkin. I don't know. Like, I, you I like, go, I know you, go, what you... you go back to Hank. I mean, I mean, that's the thing is that it's, 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 it's Henrik Lundqvist we're talking about. Yeah, here. I know. We're talking about Henrik Lundqvist. We're talking about the King and it's just like this guy that, if if there is a non-flyer like we talked about on uh, last episode that Claude Giroux would be the biggest waste of Philadelphia sports talent if he never wins a cup if like that's easily Hank Lundquist right now like that is the biggest waste of talent that the Rangers have had in the last since uh uh oh my god how am I blanking on his name when they won the cup in 93 oh my 94, god Mike 94 Richter? Mike, yeah, like it's just like it, Richter it's, won a cup, though. Richter was one of the best goalies ever played. That's in what York. I mean. Like it's a waste of these these talents. If 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 Hank is gonna be like, are we gonna say that Hank is? Uh, He's or, the next Curtis Joseph. He's the yeah. next Curtis Joseph. I mean, and let's be honest here. Curtis Joseph was the premier goaltender in the late '90s. There was nobody even close. Probably the only one really close to him to really carry a team was Patrick Waugh. Uh, you know, and even Patrick Watt at that point was in his later years and really was more of a, a an added piece to Colorado. He is he'd be the next he'd be he'd be Curtis, uh, Curtis Joseph. Curtis Joseph had all the talent in the world. Curtis Joseph should have won a cup had he not gone to Toronto. If the Flyers had signed Curtis Joseph instead of John Van Beesburg, even though Beesburg is my favorite player growing up personally, they would have won a Stanley Cup in either one of those three seasons. Either probably either. Uh, 90, I wouldn't say 98 or 99. They had weak teams then, but 2000, probably either 2001, maybe 2002, maybe they had enough talent on that roster to get it done. But it's the thing is like, like Lundqvist carried that team through a lot of playoffs, but at the same time too, he, a lot of those series went to seven games because the Rangers couldn't score and their, but their defense was solid. 
2012 was really their opportunity. They would have played the Kings, probably lost to them too. 2014, <laughs> when we got when they got there, just that team just did not have enough to get over the hump. And then they went back to the conference final the following year. They just haven't been able to get back. So, like, that's the thing is that. You know, it's weird when you look at a team like the Rangers and how Lundqvist will probably be, unfortunately, if he doesn't win a cup, he 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 probably won't be a um he probably won't be a he'll be he'll probably be a Hall of Famer, but he probably won't win a cup, unfortunately, unless he decides to move. But listen, Hank's gonna be 38 this year. If you want to realize he's 38, he doesn't have a lot left in the tank. If you watched yeah. his team to play last season, he doesn't have a lot left in the tank. The whole point is though, is that you know. I kind of think that if you're if we're if we're comparing here, just to kind of digress for a second, it, I, I will. The team that reminds me a lot of the Rangers during this past decade is is Tampa because Tampa yeah. got there in 2015 and they have not been able to get back and they've gotten so close a couple of times. I feel like they're they're just a, they're a team like the Flyers were in the late 90s. They got there once, they just could never get back. They could never quite get over that hump again, and. I think that Tampa might be that team like that. But the thing is, like, the Rangers were the same. Like, they were that, that team, like, a team like – and we've seen a couple of them, like the Sharks, the Rangers, the Lightning, these teams that have gotten so close. Uh, the, the Vancouver Canucks from a, from a couple years ago. These teams that have gotten so uh, – Nashville's probably that uh, the team in the West right now. The team has gotten so close. They've been so good for so long, and they get one shot at it, and they fall on their face and never been able to get back again. I mean, that that's sports in general, but – I mean, listen, with all due respect, Hank was the biggest goalie in the world for a long time here, and they had the tools to do it. They never get it done. And, and really, in that 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 final series in 2014, <laughs> Hank probably should have gave up a couple less goals he shouldn't you doesn't usually get beat on. Yeah. And probably would have, and he would have his name in a cup. But you know, it's it's weird how you watch sports and you watch things like this, especially when you pick up look at all these teams. The teams that were able to get it done. The Penguins got it done a couple times. The Capitals finally got it done. You know, uh, by the way, all that. I, I we just saw, I just saw on my uh, time hop that the uh, whenever the I'm blanking on the year the Capitals won the cup a couple years back. Eighteen. Alex Ovechkin's post oh. celebration is still one of the greatest individual efforts I've ever seen. Yes. Like there are videos out there that you can go find uh, just by searching Alex Ovechkin's Stanley Cup celebration. They're incredible. Oh my god, that guy partied for a month. Don't and blame you, him. And you yeah, you can't blame him at all. He's been that was it that's exactly what you expect for if Hank Lundquist were to ever I don't think he'll go to that level cuz he's a little bit more mature. Ma- <laughs> no, I, I didn't want to say mature like just calm and I yeah, I guess it's mature. Not his personality. No, it's yeah, not his personality. It's not his personality. Hank's right. a laid back guy, Ovechkin's not. Yeah. Ovechkin has so even You know it's funny like a couple days ago. I've been doing a lot of uh we're coming up in the next couple of weeks here as we get closer back to the season. We'll have scouting reports on, on, the, on the teams the Flyers are going to play against during that buy round to kind of see how they stack up against them. But I went back and actually watched that 2018 final again. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that that he just has such an emotional drive. You could just see he just wanted it. He willed himself past that. You know, uh, and, and game, I think it was game five when they won the cup. He scored a goal like two minutes in. Just Or, or I don't know, it was game seven against the uh, – uh, against the the Lightning, where they they blew him out in Game Seven, four nothing. Yeah, he mm-hmm. just he just willed that team over the top, and to see the guy the way he was just exuberant, like it was a monkey off his back. Like, yes, does he only have one cup? 
Yes, he only has one cup, but Alistair Ovechkin will go down to be one of the best players ever to play in National Hockey League history, and it's not even close. And if this season hadn't been cut short, he would have scored 50 goals. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, I I calculated like a a year or two ago, if he scores 50 until he's like 42, he would beat Wayne Gretzky's record. Now, uh, granted, that's a hard thing to do, but he's consistently scored 50 in his career pretty much every single season. So the whole point is, is that he, and especially for this era, where technically scoring has been down a little bit because the goalies are so much better, for him to be so prolific like this, I mean, he's above Pavel Bore. He's probably the best Russian to ever play the game. And I'm, I, oh, I, absolutely. I don't I, think there's anyone close. No, I, I love that. I said to one guy, I was like, yeah, I, I was talking to somebody. I forget where I was, but I was saying, like, you know, I'm actually glad that uh, that Ovechkin got a copy. Like, he, he deserves it. The guy's like, how dare you cheer for a rush? I'm like, dude, what does that have to do for anything? <laughs> like, dude, like, Ovechkin having a cup and seeing him celebrate the way he was. And when he did that keg stand, and the next thing you know, he doesn't know where he's at because he's so hammered. Like, good for you. That's what it's all about. You bust your ass for years and years and years to get your name etched on that trophy. Go play, yep. man. Go have fun. And the cool thing is, is that we saw the same thing the next year, but with a city. Like the Blues have always been a joke because they've always gotten close and then they could never get over the hump. And then finally last year, the Capitals were kind of the same way. They 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 finally got over the hump and finally got a Stanley Cup. And I see that city explode. I, when I my, One of my previous jobs, I've been to St. Louis a couple times and you know, they're a big baseball city, but they're so they just they love their sports teams, man. It's a very, yeah. very like close, passionate thing for them because of how many people come from all over the state of Missouri just to go there. Right? It's a baseball city led first, but, you know, it, it's hockey and it's baseball there. Like football's gone. You know, they don't have a basketball team. They, they love their blues. And the fact that that in a rainy night that they would cover everybody, every single seat in Bush Stadium was 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 filled on a pouring night to watch game seven of the cup final. Like, man, like I, that, it's good stuff to see, you know? So, well, look, I think that's a great way to wrap this. Uh, I, I, I'm more than excited now that we're getting closer and closer. And especially that they've listened to this podcast and they've realized the error of their ways in the original playoff format. So they've corrected it. We have a best of five for the play-in. And then after that, we're going to have a reseeding of who's remaining in those teams and then it's best of seven from here there on out. And like I like I don't think that this is I don't think even the NHL can screw this up. Like they they corrected <laughs> they corrected the mistake. Give, they came up with good and good idea. Don't give them too yeah. much credit. But you want like, more good ideas, email orange and backcheck at gmail.com. We'll give you some more yeah. ideas, NHL. Yeah, exactly. But oh, we do have one thing to close up because we obviously there was a little bit uh, we last week uh, was a little bit heavier of an episode given the world what was going on with the world at that time and still going on. Let's not forget what's still going on in the world and in protest for racial equality, Black Lives Matter and George Floyd's justice and and uh, Breonna Taylor and all these uh, tragic victims uh, of, uh, uh, of throughout the country. But uh, what we did not touch on, and we should we'll announce it right now, we did our Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm bracket, and we did our final matchup two weeks ago, and we have our winner, Scott. I had, And here's the thing. I have not looked. I have not looked. I don't know who it is. Should I'm very I, excited I, to announce I, this I, to you. Did I get a drum roll? 
Yeah, give me a drum roll. Should I ask first how your dog Molson is doing? <laughs> Mowgli. Mowgli's doing good. Mowgli. Uh, uh, Mowgli. Mo- Molson, Mowgli's doing Mowgli. well. He's a uh, little rant. He discovered – so uh, we our neighbor behind us, who we're very friendly with, also has a dog. He's an eight-year-old um, – I don't know what kind of – he's a mix of some kind. Mowgli and him are very good friends or like becoming friends, but there's a chain link fence betw- that separates them. This little ass Mowgli, because he's still tiny obviously, <laughs> dug himself underneath the fence – went into my neighbor's backyard, wanted to play with the other dog and realized the size difference at that point and immediately started running back to me, but he couldn't get back. He knew he messed up as soon as the (laughs) other dog started charging at him. It was one of the funnier moments I experienced as a new dog owner. But yeah, Mowgli's doing well. Excellent. So give me another drum roll. I'll give you the here's All right. the, the I had, winner. I had to break the monotony with that. I had to keep people waiting because yes. I know they're pumped about it. The All winner right. of the Seinfeld matchup, the matchup was Palestine Chicken of Curb Your Enthusiasm versus Festivus of Seinfeld with a 57 to 43% win. The winner is palestine chicken no way over festivus what is wrong with this audience knows good tv no they know upsets they were looking for the upset here that's 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 erroneous (laughs) how what i have not looked for two weeks for that specific reason voters Thank oh, you, voters. Over Festivus, what is yes, wrong with you, I, listeners? I'm I mean, not saying Festivus is a bad episode, but Palestine Chicken is one of the most classic. Oh, excuse me, is one of the most classic shows episodes in television history. Not saying Festivus isn't, but Palestine Chicken is so much better. Not no, so much better. People but are better. living by your advice, Bill. You got to stop living in yeah. the '90s. You're right. All right, hey. So. It was a good. It was a good one. I'm su- I'm surprised. I'll be honest with you. I am surprised. Face Painter went as far as it did, only because I, I think we're. I think we had a biased audience because yeah, <laughs> I think we have just like you and I. We had we, everyone was leaning into that bit a little bit about mm-hmm. what was going on. So I again, yeah. our audience knows exactly what what we're trying to achieve, and that's why they're one of the smart. They are the smartest audience in in our in the podcast history in our podcast world. So we appreciate you guys. So right. always just spread the kiss their ass even more. Go right hey, ahead. I'm trying to. I'm gotta gotta appeal to them somehow. So if you're if you're looking for a podcast or trying to spread the word on us, we always appreciate that. At Orange and Backcheck on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, Orange and Backcheck at gmail.com. Like Scott said, NHL. If you need any more advice, shoot us an email. We'll help you out. Um, yeah, uh, hopefully soon we're gonna be soon making bets. Uh, I think we'll we'll we'll. We'll have a more solidified date of when this is going to really happen. Hopefully by the time we record uh, next week sometime that we get the idea of where they're going to host this. Because I think the cities are going to start to come into clearer focus as we get an idea of how these cities are responding to reopening and and spread of COVID. I think we'll get a better idea in the next week or so on who who's going to be hosting these teams. My guess is it's going to be somewhere in, in the south. Florida, Florida. Uh, Arizona, something like that. I feel. I don't know. Well, which, they have which... they they have a couple different places because it's certainly not going to be Canada. Canada's well, out. No, actually, it's not because here's really? the thing. Yeah, here's a couple hub cities they're talking about: Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Vegas, L.A., 
which is which is key. LA is key because even though California is on lockdown, none of the California teams have made it. So it, you can you can get. Um, Get oh, two, that's interesting. You can get two yeah. rinks out of that. You can get the Staples Center and you can get the uh, Honda Center. So yeah. that's that's another good one. That that might be one to look at. Um, well, that would then lean into my idea if they if they still do two cities, they do L.A. and another city somewhere on the West Coast. You could theoretically do what I was talking about in terms of teams playing at the same time. Well, yeah, for the playing round and first round. Exactly. That's why Los Angeles is one of them. The furthest most east one team, Leonis, is it's Pittsburgh. Other than that, it's Minneapolis, Toronto. Actually, Toronto is more further east. See, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh would seems too small. Like, Pittsburgh is not that big. Which everyone, is not a bad thing. It's not yeah. a bad thing given this. And the other one is Vancouver. Vancouver is another good one. Like, that's another one there. Yeah. So. It's gonna Pittsburgh be isn't Pittsburgh is a dark horse. I think it's probably gonna come down to LA, maybe even Pittsburgh. I, I don't know if Vancouver is gonna be something where people want to go to because, you know, uh, who knows too. I mean, let's be honest here. A lot of these players need visas, so we're gonna see. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see how many yeah. gonna run into visas. She's trying to get in and they're doing LA as a hub city. So it's gonna be interesting. So we'll keep an eye out for that. As always, like I said, Orange Backcheck, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Orange Backcheck at gmail.com. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Hopefully we get more hockey more or more idea of when hockey's coming back. Until then, we'll talk to you soon. Keep listening, NHL.